it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Boxing, 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 boxing. Outsiders Boxing Podcast coming at you live and proud this Sunday morning. What is today? 5.30 May 30th Memorial Day weekend. I know some of y'all are out there on the beach, canning it up, barbecuing, doing your thing. So before we start off the show, I want to give a shout-out to those that have lost their lives. Because, you know, a lot of you people don't know, you know, there's Veterans Day and there's Memorial Day. You know, Memorial means people undied. Veterans Day is for the veterans that are alive. So today you're supposed to put a flag on somebody's grave. Let them know, hey, we thank you for giving your life to this great thing we call the USA. So I want to say that I'm proud to be an American where at least I know I'm free. Take a moment of silence. Yes. Now we're back, man. Been off for a couple of weeks. I think it's going to be like that. You know, we're going to be hitting and miss. When we feel like we need to talk about something boxing, we're going to do it. You know, we're all out here, grown-ass men with jobs and stuff. Life's taking over. You know, I'm out here coaching championship uh, flex football teams, you know, taking teams to the promised land, getting rings and things. So, you know, it's hard for me to – it's hard for us, not just me. It's hard for us to sit down and do a show all together, man. But today we had to. Not that, you know, it was a good week in the boxing, and we got to talk about it. We're going to talk about this thing they call, I think they call it the new boxing media, which I got a story to tell today about one of the, uh, I don't know if he's one of the founding fathers of this new media thing, but um, we're going to talk a little bit about it. Uh, And we're also going to talk about the boxing that we had last night. Now, being a holiday weekend, I had to do a little something with the wife last night, I mean, yesterday. So, you know, went out to uh, to the Galleria, walked around, you know, didn't do too much shopping. In fact, didn't do any shopping, just walked around, looked at stuff, looked at, looked in a Louis Vuitton store from, from the outside, looked at the, uh, you know, the Fendi store, just looking through the, through the window, 
looking at the, the Apple store, the Michael Kors, you know, tells, telling that these things could be yours in 10 years, you know, if you put away $20 a month. So, uh, you know, so I didn't get to get to watch all the fights, but I, w- I was there to watch the main events, and that's what we're going to talk about today because we've got a lot of – it was the difference of opinion last night. Last night we saw Devin Haney defend his email WBC championship. I think he's at 135, uh, call him the email champion because, like Ryan Garcia said, you know, he got his – he got his uh, championship in the email. You know, hey, you're the champion now. Shakur Stevenson, who, you know, he didn't be the champion to become the champion, but he won a vacant title. He won the vacant title. He wasn't given the vacant title. A lot of people are upset about that, the Devin Haney fans. Um, a lot of people are, are saying that Devin Haney, you know, we got a guy on here that even texted easy work last night. <laughs> Devin Haney put in easy work, so we're going to talk about that. Uh, and we're also going to talk about my man Nonito Denaire, uh coming back and beating some guy named Abu Ali. I don't know. I don't know how to say his name, but uh, you know Nonito Denaire coming back and as a world champion again. I think it might have been twelve, fifteen to twelve years ago when he first won his first championship. So he's doing Manny Pacquiao type things. No, Nonito. Um, you know, quiet is kept. We're going to talk about it, but he's doing Manny Pacquiao type things right now. Old man whooping up on these young boys, sleeping them, putting them to sleep. Well, not to sleep, but stopping them. You know, so we're going to talk a little about about that, man. But before we get into it, while I pull up the statistics and whatnot, we're going to take it to my man JP out there in Southern California, Inglewood, the host of the Relatively Fat and Black podcast. You know, we haven't heard anything from that podcast in a while, but I'm pretty sure that now that the Lakers are doing, you know, they're doing all right, we'll probably hear from them guy, from that guy soon when it comes to that, man. One of these days we're going to merge, get all this stuff on the same page. Maybe when we turn 40, we'll be some old men with, with time on our hands. But until then, JP's always my boy, even though he came all the way to Dallas said he was talking about it for a whole week. Then when it was time to make the move, that boy was sleeping. But he's still my guy, man. Rock with him heavy. Let's take it out there to my man, heavy-handed Jay. JP, what's popping, dog? Oh, man, feeling good. Um, slight hangover from last night. Tried to stay up and burn the midnight oil a bit. And, uh, you know, when you get 39... You know, the recovery time's not the same. You can't do the things you used to do. Um, There's certain alcoholic beverages I can't partake in that as of two years ago, I could. So you you just got to be really um, keeping a check with yourself when you get my age, man, this this 39, this 40. But uh, like you said, Will, it's Memorial Day weekend. I suppose Memorial is... um, kind of a root word for memory or somewhere or something some more terminology like that so we memory to the fallen soldiers i suppose but for me all memorial day weekend has ever symbolized is barbecue parks and parties in las vegas pool parties it's going to be the first day of the summer um i've never attended i've only heard and have watched through social media youtube or 
um, someone's Instagram or something like that, and it looks like a blast. Those pool parties, I, I've never been able to get to one, but uh, they look really fun. But that's what um, Memorial Day is always kind of symbolized for me. Barbecue, spend some time with the fam, and uh, maybe hang out at the park like we used to back in the day before we all had nice houses. Back in the day when, I guess, the black community wasn't where it is today, family used to go to the park. Now we all got big, nice houses and shit, so people come to the house. But I'm going to the park probably today or tomorrow. I'm doing some old school shit, uh, going to barbecue at the park, nostalgia. Um, but, yeah, man, little weekend of boxing. I won't be hyperbolic and say it was a great weekend of boxing because it wasn't. We had the Haney card, um, pretty much a – Whack undercard, nothing much to talk about on the undercard. Your co-main was two women I've never heard of. Uh, we had Shane Mosley Jr. and uh, Jason Quigley, which was an all right fight. Yeah, he took the L. Yeah. But uh, nonetheless, Devin Haney, the, the the young god, was on display last night in a, uh, a tough fight, um, especially for a 22-year-old. I guess we'll get into that a little bit more later, Willa. But I will say, and uh, just give where I'm coming from a bit, is that, you know, the the bar is high for the young guy. The bar is high. He has to knock out Jorge Linares to get his full credit. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it, man. But I'm good, though, brother. Uh, happy to be here. Happy to be chopping it up. All right, man. Appreciate it, man. Other guys said they might call in. We'll see. You know, them guys just. Sometimes they pull the shit, but, you know, it is what it is. They still my guys. So let's talk about it, man. Let's let's talk about the fight, man. So last night, 22-year-old Jabanista, you know, was the jab specialist, jabaholic, Devin Haney, you know, defended his WBC, what is that, um, lightweight, division championship um going in there i think he was a 10 to 1 uh you know 10 to 1 favorite lenoris is out here coming off of what uh he has six losses all by ko's so as uh, jp alluded to we wanted to see where this guy was when it comes to you know where devin haney was when it comes to um you know the rest of the fighters that have beat uh, uh, Lenars, and I'm trying to get to the box rec right now, so I won't be speaking out of uh, turn. But we know, you know, Lenars is a guy who's going to go in there. He's going to give it his all. He's got he's a, he's a knockout guy. You know, he's definitely um, you know I think he had 29, 28 knockouts, something of, of, of that nature, and he can punch. And he's going to go out there out on the shield every time, and and do what he can do. And this was no different. You know, the fight started off. Devin Haney was out there jabbing, looking good. Now, don't take what I'm saying about Devin Haney as any kind of hate, because I do believe he has skill. I do believe he's one of the up-and-coming boxers. I do believe that, you know, he will be a real champion one day, possibly. He's he's amongst a whole bunch of killers right now, but he will be he should be a real champion one day. He maneuver it right, he'll be a champion one day. Um, but he's out there, 
he's boxing perfectly first two rounds, he's beating the hell out of of Lenars. And it's looking like when you're watching it, you're like, damn, this guy's beating the hell out of Lenars. And then you hear the DAZN team telling you, oh, man, we can't wait till the blood comes out. The blood is about to pour. He's beating them to a pulp. Lenars does nothing but bleed. He's like Gotti. He's the Hispanic Gotti. I don't know where he's from. Where is he from? Venezuela. The Venezuelan Gotti. He's going to bleed everywhere. Devin Haney is beating him up. First two rounds, Devin Haney is putting in work. I'm like, ooh. I was like, okay. I like what, you know, I like what I've seen from Devin Haney. You know, um, uh, he might be, you know, this might be one of those nights where he gets the, stop, the stoppage. And, uh, you know, he goes in, first two rounds, looking good, jab, hitting him with that, um, with that right, hitting him with uppercut, looking real smooth, looking great, looking excellent in there. Third round, uh, you know, he's still doing a little same thing. But to me, it seems like he might have been punching himself out a little bit, a little bit, because the fourth round, all of a sudden, Lenars is sticking him, boom, boom, sticking him, sticking him, doing a little more work. Maybe Lenars wins that round, maybe maybe not. But it was a close round in the fourth. From the fourth round until the twelfth round, Devin Haney wasn't looking as untouchable and unstoppable as you would think that the zone uh, commentators was making it sound. He was getting hit. Now, his jab was looking amazing all night. I will not deny that. His defense was looking pretty good. You know, uh, I'd probably give him a B on the defense, cause, but every time he pulled out, he was getting hit by that hook, that left hook that Lenaris was throwing. That's what he said he was going to do. Um, but he, he pretty much had control of the fight. And even at some point in the fight, I don't have my notes with me, but at some point in the fight, Devin Haney even – Lenaris was the guy charging the whole time. Devin Haney even was pushing forward a couple of those rounds, changing it up. And, oh, man, you should have heard those commentators. Oh, Devin Haney's showing us he's got everything. He's coming forward, and he was doing some pretty good work. But I think he was coming forward because he might have started getting a little tired in there. I don't know. He didn't seem as crisp as he did the first two to three rounds when he was beating the hell out of Lenars. And when I say beating the hell out of Lenars, this one, it all comes to play because the blood never came. All that beating, all that noise that he was making, there was no blood. Lenore's face was a little bruised because he got hit by a whole bunch of punches, but, you know, didn't even look to be hurt. You know, some people are saying that Devin Haney hurt him to the body because the commentator said that, but I never, we never saw Lenore's in there really just hugging. We saw him hugging a couple of times. That's when it seemed like he got a little tired. But, you know, it is what it is. And then, the big bang happened. What was that? Tenth round, end of the tenth round. Haney started trading. Lenars hits him with a one, two, three combo, short right to the chin, straighten that leg, straighten them legs up. Then they got wobbly right at, at the bell rung. Lenars ushers them to, you know, gives them the Ole Bull Matador sign to his corner, and Devin Haney wobbles to the corner, and he never really looked the same after that. He got a little bit back in the 12th. It seems like I don't know what the hell Lenars was doing. I thought maybe he might have 
but got paid off the way he took the 11th round and didn't really charge and let Haney just hug him the whole time. But then he did hit him with a couple more shots that made me say, okay, maybe Haney is just, you know, Haney was way bigger than Lenars and, you know, sort of manhandled him in there. So maybe, you know, he just couldn't get the shots off. But it seemed like in that 11th, Lenars had an excellent chance to drop Haney because he was hurt the whole 11th. 12th round, Haney says he was he was boxing smart. You know, he, he was running and holding like this was a wrestling match. Like he's not even, not like WWE wrestling, like actual real Olympic style wrestling where you just charge the guy and just try to grab his waist. We saw a little of that from Devin Haney. Devin Haney looked very suspect in there. Very suspect by a guy who's who's been beat by, you know, the better guys. He got beat by so Lenares, his L's has come from of course Lomachenko, uh Pablo Cano, whoever that is. Uh he beat Luke Campbell. And then he was knocked out a long time ago by DeMarco and all that. So we're not even we're not even we're not even worried about that. But we what we want to see is how would he fare Lomachenko versus you know, you just see the eye for the eye, the apple, you know, the apples to apples comparison. They fight each other. You know styles make fights, but what do we see? What I saw was Devin Haney got a excellent future. He's got the speed, he's got the boxing skill. Pillow fist. Pillow. You know, he's got a couple of knockouts, I think. How many Devin Haney had? He might have out of twenty five fights. He might have a couple of knockouts. Uh, he's got 15 out of 26 um, going going 12 rounds with Lenar and Gamboa, guys who've been slept not too long ago. Um, so we know he's got the speed. He's got the boxing skill. He doesn't have any power whatsoever. And this is what makes the Haney or the new media upset when you say this guy has no power. I don't know why. Lenars goes to sleep. Lenars has six losses, five of them were knockouts, right? Um, so he goes to sleep. You got any power and you're bigger than the guy, you should be able to beat him up, at least really hurt him. You know, they say he got hurt to the body. He wasn't noticeably hurt. The only person that was noticeably hurt was Devin Haney. So Devin Haney needs to figure that out. He needs to – he's going to have a hard time against guys his size when he can't punch. That's how I feel. When you can, you can keep a guy off because of your size, he's going to be able to keep Lenardis off for a while because of his size, because of, you know, his weight. Not actually his punching power, but the weight behind his punches where, okay, I can get you off me because I'm – I outweigh you. I'm a bigger guy. I can sort of manhandle you even though I got no punching power. He ain't gonna be able to do that to the big dogs. So overall, it was a good fight. We got guys like RC said that uh, Devin Haney was chinny. I won't say that. You know, I believe people get hit. I've been in fights before. I've got my bell rung plenty of times and plenty of fights. Chinny is when you when you go to sleep. Chinny ain't even really if you get knocked down. Now, don't take me wrong. I ain't never been knocked down in a fight, but. Chinny ain't even if you get knocked out. You can get wrong. Chinny is when you go to sleep. You ain't got a chin and you go to sleep, then that's 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 Chinny. So I'm not going to say he's Chinny. He showed that he was tough. He showed that he was smart, 
because a lot of these young guys, young fighters, they get they get buzzed and they don't know how to hold. As whack as it looks, and I'm taking points away and giving them points for looking real whack in there. But he knew that hey, he was buzzed. Let me hold. If the ref ain't gonna ain't gonna take no points off, I'm gonna keep on doing it. And a lot of you know Anthony Joshua couldn't do that when he got uh uh roughed up by by Ruiz. He didn't know he didn't know how to hold. A lot of guys don't can't do that. So Dan Haney's got the smarts. He's got everything it takes, but the power to go up. You know, to go up and wait, guys are gonna get bigger uh, as big as you. Are you gonna be able to hold them off with just your skill? Is he that? Is his defense that great that he, you know, he's a Pernell Whitaker, or you know, people want to say Floyd was a puncher, but Floyd, Floyd was knocking people out at this age. When he was the bigger guy, he was sleeping boys. So you know, we're gonna see Devin Haney. I don't think he's ever gonna have any strength, but he he's got everything else. He proved that he can he can um, you know, overcome adversity. He proved that he's got the smarts, and I give him a a, a B B for B for his uh his fight. Thought it was pretty good. Lenaris looked good at out there as an old man fighting a, a bigger, younger guy. Showed that he still got that pop. Showed that he still you know he still can fight, man. So overall, pretty good fight. I was excited about the fight a couple of times. I thought uh you know Haney was going down. Did I want to see Haney go down? I don't know. I'm not sure what I wanted to see. I was sort of excited when I saw him go down, but I don't know if I really wanted to see that or did I? Who knows? Who knows? But, yeah, that's how I saw the fight, man. Pretty good fight. Haney did his thing. I ain't hating on him at all. So, uh, yeah, that's it, man. So let me take it over here to my man, JP, see what he thinks about the fight. Let him break it down for us. Tell me what you thought about Haney and Lenares, man, and, uh, Anything that I said that you didn't feel was like well, man. First of all, we got RC you sound like you sound like a real Haney hater. That's off the top. I don't know if you are or not, or why you would be. But okay, what it does did I say sound that like, like Haney hate? What did I say? Well, so I can first approach this by the narratives. Okay, okay. we have first. Let, let, let's start with a twenty-two-year-old. Mm-hmm. who also is not – when guys are 22, unless you're Floyd Mayweather or – De La Hoya. I don't know who – De La Hoya. We're talking about torchbearers mm-hmm. here. We're talking about mm-hmm. greats of all time. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Right. Yeah. When you're 22, yeah, Bolo, when you're 20 – maybe. But when uh, you're 22, T- 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 you're Lopez. not – Ah, Tiafimo Lopez. We're still – um. Yeah, I'm, I'm just naming guys that are 22, uh, 22, 23. Well, 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 that's fine. Uh, champion. I, let's not let's let's not rabbit hole that. Let's not rabbit hole that. Okay. But for okay. the most part, for the most part, when you're 22, you're not fighting really formidable. Now and then, when we get to this part, those let's take the last two guys in Haney's fights. You got Gamboa, Linares, very formidable multi-weight champion, champions, right? What's also synonymous about Lenares and Gamboa at this point in their careers? What's synonymous about both of them? No, no, they're not sleepy. They are fighting for another. They have the, every fight for them is their last. That's why Lenares' narrative last night was last samurai. 
this is my last shot. These dudes are fighting for another check by the time Haney is getting them, and they are world ex world top of the world class athletes, um, boxers. Both Gamboa and Linares are ex top world class fighters who are at the point of their careers where they are, are fighting this big young hotshot, and for them it's like I'm not going to let them knock me. I'm I'm going to get me another check. It's different where, where, where Devin is catching these guys right now. They are literally fighting for their lives, proverbially. Because if Devin comes in and knocked out Gamboa easy or knocked out Lenart, we're not going to see them no more. But what both them dudes do, do enough to get another check. Devin is also 22 years old. Now, I'm, I don't want to make this a complexion situation, but it's very rarely – do you find this narrative applied to a 22-year-old, okay, 22, that has to knock people out? We're talking about ex-top world-class fighters, and he don't get his credit unless he makes them bleed. Oh, you got to make people bleed. That's silly. Make them bleed? What the, but I, I don't, you don't have to well, make them bleed. Well, that was the narrative that they was pressing, but that, the thing is that's what they were telling us. So that's what the oh, zone was telling us. I didn't go in there thinking that he needs to make them bleed, but after the first round, I was like, "Oh, he's about to bleed." That's what they were telling us. I didn't he's go in there thinking he needed to make them bleed. Applying these measures now, I don't really, and I, like I said, I don't want to make it complexion, but I, I, I find I don't find it easily where I hear these measures applied to a fighter, especially this damn young man fighting at this level. Now, you got Tiafimo doing it. Now, let's also talk about the fight a little bit. Devin Haney could have beat um, Jorge Linares with his left hand 12 rounds and not got touched. But you know what he had to do because of these narratives? He had to take away his best attribute, which is not getting hit, and go stand in the phone booth with him and make for some kind of compelling fight and try to knock it out. See, that's what Floyd never bent. For years, they begged Floyd, Floyd, fight. All you do is run. You're a chicken, May runner, made flower, made chicken, made this. And they begged Floyd for JP, years you're to not compromise keeping it real. his style. Tell, you're not tell keeping, me why. Yeah, they begged him because they, they, that was Floyd Money Mayweather. Pretty boy Floyd that was 22 years old was knocking people the fuck out. It so don't matter. Not, I'm not saying when. Yeah, you talking I'm about. I'm not saying so when. So you can't be a boring fighter when, when you're when young. He was you're not going to get paid. Yeah, but we're talking about oh, 22. You're not gonna get... Yeah, so, you can't be. So then, you, okay. You, you, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, no, no, I'm, I'm saying my you, thing can't is, be, you can't never be have to knock nobody out. That's my thing. Yeah, if you don't want to get paid. You, I think if you beat the shit out of guys for 12 rounds, I think Devin Haney gave Gamboa a worse beating than any of them gave him. Beat the shit out of him 12 rounds. Now, Linares last night, if Devin Haney did not want to get touched for 12 rounds and simply jab that man to death for 12 rounds, he could have. But he got to go in here because these narratives out here, oh, he can't punch, he's pillow-fisted, he got to go stand in the phone booth and take away his best attribute, which is defense and not getting hit and go in here and try to please y'all motherfuckers. That's what pisses me off. 
See, I don't mind seeing a beautiful uh, craftsman at his, at his trade. I don't mind seeing it. But see, for this guy, you know, and this is why when we feed into it, he'll never get fucking uh, – what do you think small-arm-ass Lomachenko going to do to that boy if he's going to stay on the outside? You kidding me? Lomachenko will not touch him if he don't want to. But he has to give up his best attribute. He had three inches of range on a dude the same height as him. That boy got long arms and cat-like reflexes. If he want to stay out there with what Sergio Mora said, the best jab in the game at 20-fucking-2. Okay? If, if he want to yeah, stay out there. That's the dick suck I was talking about. Now this, now this 22-year-old's got the best jab in the game. Well, who's is better? I mean, who are we going to oh, say is better? Um, I, I, it's a I couple of guys out there with some really good jabs, but, you know, he got one of the top jabs in the game, and I feel like some of the, the – the, I, what I noticed about Devin Haney when I first seen him, I said, this guy's reflexes, especially defensively, are some of the most amazing I've ever seen. Because I believe if he don't want to get hit, he don't get hit. Um I think he, he tried to stand in the phone booth last night, and and, he, and I think he did well. He sh- uh, went to the body, all this stuff. But, again, when you got a guy like Yuriokas Gamboa, who's a world-class fighter, and saying, you know, I'm not getting knocked out tonight, and I'm going to come in here and not get knocked out. I think he played it safe. Last night, that wasn't no super courageous Jorge Linares, Jorge Linares who was throwing balls to the wall. That motherfucker stood up in a high guard and came forward all night. That motherfucker didn't go for nothing. <laughs> that nigga got another check. Okay? So, these are world-class fighters against a 22-year-old. These dudes have seasons of experience before Devin Haney had to beg to get these motherfuckers, and they wouldn't be fighting Devin if they weren't at the end of their road because they'll do like the rest of them will do is run. And uh, talk about who he ain't did. And what the narrative will be going out of this fight. Oh, man, you didn't even knock out Linares. You know, that's what it'll be. And then they'll discredit him, blanking out fucking great fighters. But he's going to blank all of these dudes. I think Tiafimo will be a great fight. Because Tiafimo will have a size advantage to some degree. But if, if Dev wants to stink the place up, and that's what we'll call it, putting on a stinker, and Mayweather made a career out of putting on some stinkers here and there. If he want to put on some stinkers, these dudes won't touch him, Willa. That's what I got. Hey, yeah, I feel you, man. Hey, but you ain't making no money putting on stinkers. Floyd Mayweather was money Mayweather when he started putting on these so-called stinkers, even though boys was going to sleep at the same time. At 22 years old, Floyd was in there beating the shit out of boys, sleeping them. Uh, and that's what they all the say about Dev, man. See, that's the that's a terror. They when that's he, what they killed Dev with. This boy, well, Floyd was twenty two, pretty boy. Floyd knocking people out. But you out. got, you know, yeah. he's a champion and he's the up and coming fighter, and you've got to want to see fighters. So you can be, he can be the best guy that nobody wants to see. You know, yeah. he can and be. That's all right, I would say Klitschko, but Klitschko was knocking people out too. He could be the best guy that nobody wants to see, but this is boxing. Just like uh, MMA, yeah, nobody wants to exactly. be wrestling called, on the it's ground. Called, it's called boxing. Yeah, it's called, not knocking it's out. It's called boxing. It's called boxing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It ain't called You're knocking right. out. But the people that get paid, they're doing the knockout. 
They're making they're making yeah, noise out there. They ain't they ain't doing the stanky leg to the corner on the guy that's been um, that's been knocked out. And and you say we hold him to this high standard. He's a champion. It's not our fault that he got the email. He got a championship email to him. So now he needs to be um, you know looked at as a champion. It only got email because the nigga didn't want to fight. It sounds good. It's only it sound, I understand that. I understand the reason. There's great reasoning, but the end of the day is they emailed it, hey, you're the champion now. So now he's a champion. Now we're going to judge him as a champion. He's no longer a 22-year-old up-and-coming fighter. He's a champion. And he's been chasing Tia Fimo to the point. Dog, you don't know well, if he's, you watch the boxing boys. Shout out to them. But they be having Bill on and then Tia Fimo Sr. on. And it got to the point yeah. on the show where – Tia Fimo Sr. was like, hey, man, if y'all going to call him, I'm not coming on. Because Bill was showing up on their ass left and right. Man, that's good. That's chasing Bill's the a better hell out of them boys. I don't think they chased him. But we're going to see because he called him. and got that Camposo's bag. They, they, and he went and got that Linares bag. So, I mean, and Tia Fimo has three belts. So, I mean, I don't know what we talk about here. Tia Fimo's beat how many champions? Two? How many is uh, – um, Devin Haney beat Tia Fimo could have been fighting zero right now. He could have been, he but he wasn't be fighting, he's fighting his right mandatory. Now. I think he's fighting his I mandatory. Bet he is. And I'm I sure bet. he said, make him the mandatory, and he'll fight him. And, I, and we'll see this happen. Let's take it out here a little north to my guy out there in Central California. Boy, Roy, you know, we're not calling him RC anymore, like I said. The real RC is somewhere probably getting breastfed, maybe uh, poop in his diaper or something like that. And we got his father, the artist formerly known as RC, my man Roy, taking over, man. Hey, a guy that I gave the credentials to, we ain't, we ain't heard from him since, but we'll see how it goes, man. We're going to take it to my man Roy out there in Central California. Roy, what's popping, buddy? How's it going, Damon? How's, how's it going, going Damon? Good, I hope you I hope you're enjoying your s'mores and and uh, French vanilla <laughs> no, no, this morning. JP. That's oh, JP. But, uh, um, but hey, man, it's a good morning out here. I mean, you know, <clears throat> had a nice night and all that good stuff. Good start to the morning and all that. Been up and at it since very early this morning. So yeah, I was glad we could get it done earlier than later, I guess, or whatever. But not sure if time's here. Um, but yeah, man, you know, uh, I don't know what, where we could go from what we've seen last night into what we can predict moving forward. I, unlike, I, unlike some people, I'm not on the payroll for either fighter, even though I have some sort of a bias, uh, towards Tiafimo Lopez. But if I was just, you know, somebody who had no dog in the fight, zero interest of either looking left and right and what my options would be left would be Devin Haney. And from what I've seen yesterday, pillow hands. Um, and what I see right, I see dynamite, you know, and uh, I, I guess you just want to stay away from Tiafimo Lopez for right now, man. Devin Haney looked like um, definitely very, 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 very fast athletically and all that stuff, you know, much like we've seen in the, the um, undercard fight with Jason Quigley and uh, Shane Mosley Jr., Shane Rosie Jr. had the athleticism, quick twitch, jab fast, straight down the pipe, but he didn't know how to box. And he got uh, schooled by Jason Quigley in that fight. And when you're a guy who's lacking hand speed, like Lenares was lacking hand speed against Devin Haney, what do you do? 
or every boxer knows, you got to throw more punches and try to smother him because you're going to have to give up one to one or two just to, you know, try to get three and four in. So um, he, it seemed like he figured that out a little later in the fight. Obviously, I got my scorecards right here. And I had it 7-5. I had it 7-5 for Haney. I got Haney winning the first uh, four rounds. Sixth round was a swing to me. Uh, fifth, I gave to Linares. Um, seventh, Haney. Eighth, Haney. Ninth, Haney. Tenth, Linares. Eleven, Linares. Twelve, Linares. Um, you know, seven, Haney. Uh, you know, Linares is going to look at the film session of this, and he's going to kick himself. Uh, I called Simon. I was telling my boy I was watching the fight. I was like, he's going to look back at this, and he's going to be bad. And Simon actually said he's going to kick himself. Dude, same shit, right? But the way it was, like, Linares had him so stunned at a certain extent. He looked like a goofy-ass 50-year-old white man with too many drinks out on the dance floor the kind of, you know, leg movement he had going on after he took that shot to the chops in the, in the uh, what was it, the fucking 10th round when that happened. <clears throat> and he started holding on for dear life. Um, you know, I was getting ready to eat my crow before that, that shot had happened in the 10th round because uh, I said that I thought that it was going to be Lenars looking great and Haney getting the gift decision in our group, infamous group uh, message that we're in. But Lenares almost had it, could have had it, should have, would have, could have, never gets you anywhere in boxing, ladies and gentlemen. And he's going to look back at the film session and wonder why he didn't put his foot on the gas when he needed to at that certain point when Haney was obviously hurt, I believe, twice in the fight. Um, you know, so that kind of shit happens. We've seen um, <clears throat> Nonito Donare become, what, the 11th? fighter to be as old as he is to win a championship. It would imagine like you'd have had Donari winning yesterday with that crazy shit. And you would have had Lenares possibly upsetting Haney with that. It would have been wild, but you know, that unfortunately didn't happen. But the interesting thing moving forward is is Lenares basically confirmed what I had assumed watching the fight. That Devin Haney's power wasn't nowhere near the level I expected it to be. He landed some flush shots. Great shots. Um you know, he had a that were monstrous. But, I mean, if he was pulling back 65 or pulling back 45% of his punches so people wouldn't be afraid of him moving forward, then I guess I could give him a pass for that. But that's a conspiracy. I'm not all the way behind yet, but I see where it's going. <laughs> I think D predicted some shit like that back in the day at OTG. D from the A43. Shout out to the Chuck. I think he uh, he made a, a conspiracy like that, like with Triple G. The reason he went tw- uh, all rounds with Jacob is because if he knocks him the fuck out in four rounds, then for damn sure nobody want to fight him. Canelo don't want to fight him, you know? I don't know. But I see where he's going with that. But for me, the email champion and Ryan Garcia got to figure out what they're going to do because I think, you know, I mean, even Boots and his Boots, I don't know if you want it with that dude, too, man. That dude's a monster, bro. It's it's crazy, but I hope he's really about what he says and he wants to see Tiafimo Lopez. And if that's the case, I was wrong yesterday, ladies and gentlemen, but it wasn't by much, and it won't be long now. It won't be My long now. God. Now, this is a man who, you know, admittedly hey, doesn't like Devin Haney as a fighter and somehow found 
five rounds to give Jorge Linares <laughs> to say, I mean, like, no, it was judges, a good fight. You don't judges, know. It, was, uh, judges, it looked like a smoke. What, one of the judges had it 115-115. They agree with me. Yeah, one of Oh, who yeah, cares? One of the, one judges, of the judges had, had and then the other judges had them, 13 over Mayweather. The other judges had them, uh, gave them four rounds, so wasn't they weren't too you know far what? off. Don't seem like too far. Real quick. I don't want to interrupt oh, you real did. quick, Willa, but I must say this. Yeah, you for did. All the real ones that listen to our show, you know, um, the first red flag to me was when I seen the back of Devin Haney's right side of his head, and he had a little heart printed in his head, similar to the State Farm commercial that Drake has it on the front of his head. He had it in the back of his head. For me, I'm going to look at that guy like people used to look at the game before he got that butterfly covered up. You got a butterfly. What's up with this guy? He got a heart. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. First red flag. Very now, valid. Valid. Now, hey, you quickly, know, J- let me, let me, JP let me, let me. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Let me, let me, I'm sorry, Willa, cause I, but I believe I cracked the code as R.C. was talking. You, the, the question is, how do we get a guy, and I say he should put on stinkers. How do we get a guy that puts on stinkers to be a star, right? That's the question, right? Keep putting on stinkers. Instead of giving them what they want, say, I make somebody make me fight. Keep beating people and not letting nobody touch you. Keep putting on fucking stinkers, and that's how you raise the price of your scalp because that you're still going to win the fight, and all this criticism will be there. That's how you do it, and that's the blueprint to Mayweather. That's the green print for a fighter like Devin. Keep putting on stinkers. Don't try to fight these motherfuckers. Don't let them touch you, Dev. That's it. Hey, I feel you, man. Hey, like I said, you know, JP came on here and said that I'm a Devin Haney, Devin Haney hater. Um, even though I said that he's got all the tools except power. And, you know, I don't think when guys – all I said was when guys are going to be as bigger, bigger than him, he might not be able to keep them off because he's bigger than them. You know, I think Devin Haney has the tools, man. You know, I don't know if I buy this that he has But to, you called him that, Hey, Willa, I, I don't like to give you credit, but you're a really creative guy for that black poly thing that you said. Yeah, you know, every now and then, you know, the dead clock is right twice a day. You sure hit it with that one, my friend. That was good. He I ain't poly. Yeah. Come on, man. Stop. I, and I like poly. You know, yeah, you're right. Poly is more sellable. Polly does a lot, a lot of talk, shit talking. Polly made a name for herself out there, man. He ain't on Polly's level quite yet. You're right. You're right. But as far as feather-fisted, that's exactly what he has, man. And, you know, and one thing that, you know, that, that we're going to get into next, man, everybody put the little thing, you know, we're not really, Devin Haney, he did his thing. Now, I'm not going to lie, you know, it's boxing. You're going to get hit. I'm not calling him Shimmy. He he manned up. He played it smart. He did what he was supposed to do, man. So, you know, it is what it is. I give him a B. I don't think that's hating. You know, you almost you let an old man win uh, four to five rounds on you that, you know, he shouldn't have. And, you know, JP said that he could have kept him off of him. I don't know if I believe that because in the first two to three rounds, that's what he was doing. He was running. He was going backwards, trying not to get hit, doing the jabs, keeping him off of him. I don't think he decided just to keep to start fighting. I think he might have slowed down a little bit. That's what it looked like to me. You think he decided to 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 uh, slow down and, oh, yeah. and stand in there? Like I think. A- 
clear decision, like clear it. decision made. They was like, yeah. it's too easy. You heard Bill say, it's too easy. And I think Dev was like, fuck it, man. I'll just go in here and, you know, get in the phone booth no, a little you bit. You see how hard he was punching those first, those first two rounds? He was giving it his all. I think he was, that was for the night. Yeah. Haney, if anything, he could learn a valuable lesson about willing to be in the pocket as much as he was yesterday against an actual live dog. Because for me, I never looked at, like, Lenars as a heavy puncher, but he could pop. He could definitely pop because he could size advantage from everybody. So if Haney don't learn from this, he's going to have some problems. But I think he's learned a valuable lesson after yesterday for sure. I will say that. I'm not a complete Devin Haney hater. I can keep it real, and you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's what, you know, and that's what I like to do. And that's going to bring us into our next subject, This these so-called new media guys, you know, whatever the hell that means. That means they're not the old white media, which, you know, at the, at the beginning I sort of accepted, you know, they got that guy, uh, you know, you got the guys, um, Neo, I think one is named Geo, Neo Geo or something like that. You got um, Dante's Fight Nation. Chris Mannix was on the card yesterday. I like Chris Mannix a lot. Very is good he a though. new media guy? I think he's just the old white Chris Maddox that was on the car. Anybody that was on the car yesterday was a uh, Devin Haney uh, slob knocker. Uh, I didn't. Uh, they. I don't know what the hell they were talking about. Um, they weren't watching the fight at all. But I like you Chris got this group. He had. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You're good. Yeah, yeah. But you got this group. Uh, you know that um, I think JP is a part of the LBC. I thought that was the Long Beach clique, but it's some kind of. Uh, I don't even know what they are, but they got these guys and then the new media. And what? Lions Den. The Lions Den. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a whole bunch of guys. And, and what And yeah. what this new media he's from Long Beach. The place nine was taking pictures in front of uh, Nick Nelson's mural and all that, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, no, that was, that was Crenshaw. Right? Yeah, that was Crenshaw. I ain't Long Beach. Oh. But, uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Man, whatever, delete it. But you know, edit guys that. like me, I, you know, I know when I'm biased, and I always admit it on here. I'm, I'm biased for some guys. I'm not biased for other guys. But I usually, but in my bias, I'm, even, I'm, I'm able to keep it 100 and let you know. I'm biased. For Canelo, I'm biased. Even though he's the, he's the best, I'm biased. For, for Wilder, I'm biased. You know, but that's pretty much about it. Everybody else, you don't have to be biased against because, and I call it even fair. But these new, the new media guys, they're very biased for all black fighters, which I'm cool with. If you know me, if you know me, when it comes to black quarterbacks, I'm very biased. There's things where I feel you need to be biased about, and you can do that, but I'll admit it. I admit when I'm biased. So if somebody says, Cam stunk it up yesterday, and I'd be like, hey, but Cam's still that guy, man. I'm still fucking with Cam. And they'd be like, but he stunk it up. I could be like, yeah, he stunk it up, but that's still my guy because I fuck with him. Man, these ain't you these new media guys. Hold on, hold on, RC. Let me, let, me, let, me get my, let me get my stuff right. Let me get my stuff right. These new media guys, they can't do that. And let me tell you the story about what's going on yesterday until this morning. I'm up last night watching the fight. I go on the internet. I want to troll the Devin Haney fans because I know they're out there. And I'm not doing a hard troll. I'm not doing a tough troll out there. I'm just giving them a little baby troll. I'm putting on all the things. Hey, Devin Haney is weak as fuck. Weak AF. Not, I don't put that. I just put weak AF. 
and he's the black polymalinaji. <laughs> this is at about 2 o'clock in the morning uh, central time. I watched uh, off of uh, RC's recommendation. I watched the Army of the Dead last night, trash. So after that, I'm still up. I want to do a little trolling. I go on Dante's Nation. First thing he says is on his on this thing. Now this is how crazy these guys think. First thing he says is, "Well, I told you guys that Lenares is the tougher fight for Devin Haney than Tiafimo Lopez, and I think this fight proves that point." So he's saying the fight is tougher by seeing a guy fight a guy and not seeing the guy fight the other guy because, and, and he says, I think that proves my point. So I'm like, what the fuck is this fool talking about? Then I'm listening to it, and I just uh, I'm done with this. You know, Dante, I used to listen to him because it was, you know, when he's on that Wilder bag, I, I fuck with him because I'm Wilder biased. So I can listen to that. I'm listening to Wilder bag. But he talks, I'm like, all right, well, I don't know. I'm looking at all the comments. I'm like, hey, Devin Haney, weak as fuck. Uh, Poly Malinaji, black Poly Malinaji. Uh, email champion. So first guy hits me is a guy, hey, you only calling him an email champion because he got an email, but Tiafimo, uh he emailed the WBC to try to get the franchise built that he went after he beat Lomachenko. And I'm like, okay, did you see the keyword? He beat Lomachenko, he's asked for a belt. Devin Haney didn't beat anybody. The guy was like, uh, yeah, yeah, you're you sort of right. I get you. I was like, hey, I'm just going to call it fair. Till he beats a champion, he's the email champ to me. He's beat no champions. Till he does that, he's the email champ. Fair enough? Fair enough. Cool. Next thing you know, Dante's Boxing Nation hit me. First thing he says, you're racist. And I'm like, I'm racist. So he calls me racist. That's the first thing he went to. Not your Devin Haney hater. Don't be a hater. You know, that's what most people say. First thing you see, hey, don't hate. Well, you hating on the young on the young brother? Don't hate, but no, I'm a racist. He called me a racist, so I didn't even let him know I'm black because on my uh, on my YouTube picture, I have a picture of when me and my daughter went to the wax museum out there in California. They got a picture of Bruce Lee like kicking. I got my face like in the corner, so you can't really tell if you're looking at the small picture. You can't tell it's me. I got it. It's like Bruce Lee's kicking me in the face, so he don't know I'm black. So I'm like, hey, it ain't all about race. Sometimes brothers just got pillow fists. Oh, that's what all the racists say. I'm like, what are we talking about? I was like, well, I don't know where racists came into it. I don't let them know I'm black. I say, I don't know where racists came into it. Well, you would never call a non-black fighter uh, weak as fuck. And I said, well, I called him the black poly Malinaji, inferring that Polly Malinaji is weak as fuck, and he ain't black. Oh, he hit me with again. That's what all every that's what all the racists say. They call him a black Polly Malinaji to try to get out of being racist, being called racist. Now it's like, well, third of all, I'm black. Then I hit him with the paragraph, ha 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 ha. You sound dumb. It's like you don't know me, and you're going straight to the racist. That's what that's giving you guys a bad name. You sound dumb. And that's why I'm here to, call, to tell these guys, y'all sound dumb. Sometimes it is about being racist. When, when Fury is calling uh, Wilder a dowser and doing all that, that's being racist. When, God, when guys are coming out here saying this and that, sometimes it is being racist. But it can't be the first thing you go to. You got to do a little more investigating before you just call somebody racist. First, you got to say, is this a black man? 
Okay. All right. Maybe, you know, he could be a coon. You know, he might, he's a black man. He could be a coon, but, you know, let's see. We'll, we'll, maybe, maybe not. Uh, what are your takes on Wilder and Fury? What are your takes on who, who do you think is the best boxer of all time? Who's your favorite boxer? Let me see. Do you got a, a – uh, Ray, uh, was was the Ray the Bull, whatever his name was, or these your guys, Klitschko, or is it Mayweather, Roy Jones? You know, we can't throw the you're racist right off the bat because somebody calls Devin Haney pillow fisted, calls him the Black Malinaji. I don't get it. What's wrong with these guys? They need to be, you know. I, I don't get it. And this is coming from a guy who left America to go be with a whole bunch of Asians which is cool, but you left all the blacks to go be a place where ain't no blacks. But I'm racist. I don't get this from these guys. These guys are clowns. That's why I stopped really listening. You know, I I subscribe to that Neo Geo guy, but then I feel like, hey, man, you know, even though I like to be about race, I love it. I love to talk about race all day, but I'm not a racist. And I keep it real with myself. And I keep it real with my biases, and I let y'all know my biases. I don't speak my biases as if they're the truth. I speak my biases as if this is my bias. But I'm not a racist, and I feel these guys are racist. I feel that Dante's Boxing Nation, he's a racist. Now, it, what is, who is he racist against? I don't know. He could be racist against, I, I mean, when that's the first thing you do, maybe not a racist. You're, I, maybe I'm going to call him racist. He's just a, these guys are Ignorant fools. Yeah, I'll say that. That's probably better. I don't know if they're racist or not. You probably can't be racist if you go move with a whole bunch of Asians. You're not racist against Asians, right? So we will call them racist. But what is going on these days where that's the first thing you go to when somebody doesn't like a black fighter? And I didn't even say I didn't like him. just said he's weak. I love Polly Malinaji. It's one of my guys. Everybody know, if you listen to the show, you know I fuck with Paulette Malinaji until I sort of met him in real life. I seen that he's a weakling, and he sort of, you know, he think he's a little better than he is. But before then, I fucked with him, and he couldn't punch. So just because I said he's black Paulette Malinaji, he ain't got, no, ain't got no, uh, no, no, um, no strength in those punches, don't mean I don't like him. Don't mean I, I'm hating on him. This means I'm keeping it 100. Haney's out there. You know, they're spitting this narrative that he's going to bust the bleeder up. He didn't do none of that. Lennar said he, he got no power. Everybody talks to say he's got no power. That's it, man. Don't have nothing to do with race. And y'all need to stop that, man. So, yeah, man, that's, I just wanted to throw that story out there. Just another shot at these uh, new media guys. New media is like pro-militant, not even pro-black, because you can be pro-black, because I believe this is pretty much a, a pro-black show, including Canelo. But, uh, you know, I don't know what the fuck these guys are. Hey, get off the boo <laughs> and stick to the real deal. JP, these are your guys, man. You got any comments on this? Because you're a part of this uh, new media crew, LBC and all that. I'm not a part of anyone. First of all, let's get that clear. I'm a part of nothing. Well, you're a part of us. Um, yeah, I'm a part of y'all. But I'm an outsider, but I don't, I don't, I don't even know nobody in the LBC. Um but here's what I find to be – so the whole topic in general, if you just want to start with new media, is just a complex, nuanced subject. So the whole thing I find, especially for black people, 
is is to be a slippery slope because what Dante's boxing is, is disguised in is pro-black. So here here's the thing, especially hard for black people to discern with this kind of stuff, is something that is, is it pro-black or is it racist? That's something that has a gray area that I think a lot of us have a, lar- a hard time discerning between, right? Because, yeah, we, we new media – um, new media's promotion is like, yeah, now we got a voice. Now old media, which is quote-unquote white people, don't, aren't the only voice that we got to set all the narratives, to paint all the pictures. YouTube has given us a voice, okay? Now the people who would never have had a voice have one, and we have an opinion, and some of the people doing a lot of work on YouTube are, are the black new media boxing podcast guys. Um, and so as a black person, it's easy to fall into somebody who's saying, look, they cheating Wilder. Uh, look what they're doing to the Charlos. And this all sounds pro-black, and it sounds like, man, now they can't just keep us out and not disseminate the information how they want to. Now we're going to get the truth and see what's really happening here. So if you're a black dude and you, you're going by these narratives and you already have all these emotions – this is where we get pro-black pimping, and it's just a simple slippery slope for black people. I, I've been in it. You know, I didn't know I was in it until I went against Tariq Nasheed, uh, who a lot of people may know. But I didn't even know I, I – really, I never had acknowledged pro-black pimping until I had my run in and where I disagreed, and then I was made as the bad person. I was made as a coon and all the things you are being made of, Willa. So – yeah, man. Um, I don't want to deep hey, dive into in it cool too much, though. but I mean, you know, you, you, they gonna and things like that's what they all say. You know, that is just a, a blanket remark where a person says, uh, "I don't really have anything to respond to very well with," so I'm gonna throw this easy scapegoat statement on what you said. But man, just for all the black folks out there and shit like that, and even um. Cult, uh, multicultural people or Latins or whatever it may be, a minority, if you subscribe to these things, you, you have to be careful to where if it's pro-something, even if it's if you're a Latino person, if somebody's talking about something pro-Latino, is it pro-that or is it racist? And, and and that's what I find to be a a hard thing to distinguish. Yeah, no, I feel you, man. Uh, we got my man Sam on there. RC, you got anything before we get out to Sam? We hear his take on uh, what we were talking about and also on the fight. I think he got to hear what we were talking about. Of course I hear what you're talking about. I hear everything. Even RC's out there hoboing. RC, you got that little stick with the little uh, bandana thing at the back right now? I hear you at the train. Hey, man. Where I'm at, man, we in the middle of town, brother. We ain't too high, we ain't too low, but we next to the tracks. And keep it a stack. You understand me now? But anyways, you guys are talking about the the media and things like that. Will I'm sorry. I, you know, I felt like I let you down for a second when you talked about the Dante's Boxing Nation thing, and where I couldn't go run down the the ramp and save me in time before you got pinned one, two, three, and took that L. But um, no, nah, you know, we we I think what's understood does not need to be said about certain situations, especially when something can be, like, put out up front what it is, whether someone's caping or 
or doing the most on that bullshit, whatever. So, you know, I'll just leave it at that. And what's understood doesn't need to be spoken on, you know. Simon said he's got a little bit of time, so push past me. I, 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 you know, we'll just leave it at that for myself, and then I'll rebound on whatever y'all talking about after. All right. All right, good boy. RC out there panhandling, I think. Hey, let's take it out here to my boy. Hey, I'm big tone in the yeah, big boy. Hey, don't get hey, boy got, hey, don't get twisted. I'm over here popping. I'm hey, I clothes on the man. Thing. I ain't gonna lie. I'm having a couple of cocktails right now. I'm telling. So we know. I, don't, we don't know. B from the eight four three. You sound like B. Hey, let's take it out here. A little more north, out there to. I don't know what it's called. The Great West. I don't know what the hell they call it out there. Where it's a little woody and rainy. To one of our guys, man, you know, we all, we all we all love this guy. He comes in with the nonsense sometimes. He's seventy five percent nonsense, but if you deep if you look deep inside, <laughs> he'll give you about ten percent gems. You know, the other uh the other fifteen percent is nonsense too, so really ninety percent nonsense. But hey, let's take it to my guy, man. One of the favorites. You know, my boy, Seattle Sam. Sam, what's popping, man? No, you heard us talking a little bit about that new media. See how you feel about that. And also, but yeah. before you get into that, let us know about that fight, man, what you saw, what you thought about it. Well, um, you know, what I thought about the fight was uh, with Devin Haney was um, you. I thought it was a fight in which he won, in my opinion, clearly. I think that it was it was competitive but clear. I thought it was, you know, um Started off slow, but then he he ended not too well. But then he he survived. So you know um, that's good. I mean, I think it's valuable experience for him because if he uses the experience the right way, like if he if he go if he looks at the fight and says, you know, this mm-hmm. is what I was doing well with the jab, hold, controlling distance and all that. But then I got a little bit too comfortable where I'm like, I'm controlling this guy, so I'll just sit in the pocket now, and I'll have my hands down, and I'll get under the shots, and I'll, you know, pretty much kind of act like he can clown this guy. Like, um, not clown him, but like, um, what's the word? Um, I don't know. Uh, outclass him. That's the word. I think he got to a point early fight where he thought he could just outclass Lenars. And Lenar's got a lot, you know, he's a former world champion in multiple weight classes, always been very highly skilled, just lacked durability, you know. Um, he's never, he's never, even in fights where, you know, like Lomachenko, where he lost and got stopped, he didn't get outclassed by Lomachenko. So he's very high level, he just lacked the durability. That's why every fight he's been in that he lost, he, he was stopped. So that was something I was looking for. And I'm not one of those people that, I've, it, it, you guys, you know, you guys have listened to me for years and stuff on shows and stuff. I've never been a guy that was like, power, 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 oh, the killer. You know, I'm not all into that, but I understand that eventually you're going to be, because Devin Haney's 22 years old, right? He's not, he's going to be a welterweight one day, okay, with his frame and his size. So when you move up to 47 or 40, or even some of the guys that are 35 that are natural light, light, lightweights, unlike Linares, you're going to have to keep them off you, you know? And they're going to see that, these fighters are going to look, see that and say, oh, okay, um, 
you know, I might have to take a lot of punches. I might look a little, you know, limited or unskilled or whatever you want to call it in moments or early on, but all I have to do is get to him, you know, because he can't hurt me, you know, and that's where the power does matter. I don't think it, you know, you know, powers, and I think a power in a lot of ways is overrated, like guys that just have power. But I do think you have to have some pop in your shots to get your opponent's respect. And I and I didn't even see him get Linares' respect yesterday. And so that's a little concerning. But like I said, if he uses that, the experience wisely and not and doesn't, you know, because, you know, I'm, he's got a – so far for his age, he's already got a pretty good fan base that thinks he does nothing wrong, that he's, the you know, the next great guy and all that. And he might be. But – you, when a guy's young like that, guy, you tend to be impressionable. You tend to think that everything that's being told to you is the truth. I hope that's not the, tr- the case. I hope he does look at the film and say, all right, you know, I just got to tighten up a little bit. That's really all he's, he's got to do is just tighten up. Because with his, with his speed, with his size and his length and, the jab, and his jab, he can win a lot of fights just off that. It's just a matter of, can you be disciplined for 12 rounds, um, not get, you know, try to get too cute? Because, um, you know, Lenars is not a natural lightweight. He's not the biggest puncher. And he's not going to always be at lightweight. He's going to be a 140-pounder. He is going to be a 47-pounder. And those guys are going to look at the situation and, you know, because fighters, whether they admit it or not, they are projecting their careers moving forward. They are looking at, that's a guy I may fight one day, you know, even if that guy's not even in your weight class. So they're looking at Devin Haney and saying, very high, you know, very skilled, very talented young kid, but I saw him go 12 rounds with Gamboa, and I saw him go 12 rounds with Leonardo, and neither of them ever really got in, in serious trouble of getting stopped. That is an issue, whether you want to admit it or not. I personally don't care about – you know, I heard about some of the things that happened with Willa, and I, and I pay a little bit of attention here and there. I don't care about the labels and all that. You know, you know, I know how, what it is. This is the reality of most people in life. Forget just boxing. They don't want to be held accountable to what they said, you know? So if you prop up somebody in boxing, and they may not necessarily do what you think or said they were going to do, and you hold them to it, now all of a sudden you're this. Now all of a sudden you're that. When in reality, hey, man, I'm just holding you accountable for what you said. Don't flip it. But unfortunately that's the case in boxing and in a lot of situations. People don't want to admit that they're wrong. They don't want to concede anything. So all of a sudden they want to start name-calling you and labeling you. I don't care because the way I look at it is, like, I mean, that's cool. You can label me, but I'll just clown you. You know, and I'm not worried about it. It's not that big of a deal. It's not going to bother me, and I'm not going to stop. And if you think I'm going to stop, I'm going to take it even another level. So that's <laughs> why I don't really care. It just all depends on the situation. But, you know, um, but you know, I heard what JP was saying, you know, a, a little bit. I heard a little bit as I you know, called in or whatever. But one thing that JP said, which um, – I agreed with and all that, but I'm like, damn, JP, can I get some credit? You were talking about pro black Pippen, but damn, it was me that was bringing that up shit first. But you were you you didn't give me no credit for that, but that's okay. You know, I was the first one bringing that up. 
And at that first time I was bringing it up and everything, people thought, well, I was crazy. I mean, RC at the time thought I was actually talking about people that are actual pits. You know? <laughs> so there was a lot of confusion going on at one time. That's a true story, ladies you know? and gentlemen. <laughs> so, I thought there was dudes And I was like trying pits. to say this, where... No, shout out to Son for that. That was Son. And, you know, the point I was trying to make was that... Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm just good. I'm just messing around. But I, I heard what I heard him saying. I mean, I heard him using it, you know, using the term. And I was like, oh damn, you know, okay. But, um, but the thing about it is, it's no different than in any other type of situations. We're just talking boxing, particular, which, you know, it's like people are using certain, um, you know, situations that they know people either of their own belief system, race, ethnicity, or whatever, well, that can be vulnerable over it and using that to their benefit, whether it's monetarily or developing a fan base or this and that, when in reality they're not actually being genuine in what they're saying or where they're thinking. But they know by pushing that they can get a lot of people to support them. So, and then when you oppose them, all of a sudden they label you, you know? Because you don't think well, exactly is. like like them. That's a, that's that's what you call a straight yeah, cult. Exactly. You know. And with me, I've never been a type of person where like I need other people to agree with me, or I need to be in a group to kind of feel like, you know, my opinions matter or this and that. I don't care if they matter or this, but they're my opinions, and nobody gonna change it. And it is what it is. But but, unfortunately, you're going to get situations like what happened with Willa and some other stuff that JP was talking about where, hey, man, if you don't, they're, they're looking at it like you're messing with what I got going on here, so I'm going to label you a racist or I'm going to this and that, when in reality it's like, um, hey, man, I'm just going off what I see, my opinions or this and that. Hey, that's the case. If you white, you, white, you a racist. If you black, you're a cool so it's really no escape in the label. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, basically. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes you're black, and you're talking about a black person, and you're still racist. You know? Uh, unfortunately, that happened. In the Latino community, you're called a maricon. So, you know, that's like the Latinos for Trump, what they call them. <laughs> Yeah, and so it's well, just, you know, it is what it is, man, but it's going on all over, not just boxing, but, you know, I, I just, you know, I try to, you know, I try to view everything, you know, unbiased and, you know, kind of, you know, pick out certain things and try to see if there's an actual, because if there's an actual consistency to what you're saying compared to the facts, then I might be like, respect what you're saying if you got, you got but if there's, if there's, um, an inconsistency where you're pushing something, but then when it applies in other scenarios and this and that, or even when we talk about, like, this pro-black stuff where people that are pushing that, right, but then you can actually see scenarios where they're tearing down a black man to uplift another one, you know? So that's where it's like, hmm, what's going on here, you know? I thought I thought you was about everybody, you know? You know, I thought you were pushing, you know, I don't know, but it's just – there's a lot of inconsistency, so that's where it makes me question, you know. It, and also, it, what also is, makes me question things is this. I feel that you're, you know, it, 
I don't need, like, for example, I don't need Willa, JP, and I don't need to pay Willa, JP, and RC to give me good advice, you know? You know, I may, I may ask for it or something, this and that, but every, if you have to always, like, here's some knowledge or here's some advice, but also, hey, man, can you shoot me some money in my, in my app, my cash app or whatever, you know? Hey, man, I got to start wondering, or my, hey, man, is this some type of, like, is this, are you trying to hit a lick on me or something? You know, why can't it sometimes you just, you know, if you're about this, you know, certain type of lifestyle that you're pushing and, you know, you're putting out awareness of certain things, why do you always need money? You know what I mean? That's the way I look at it, you know? So, I don't know. But it's one of those things where you're going to have two sides or three sides or a lot of people that view it differently. Is that That's the way I view it. You know, um, you know, when it comes back to Haney, you know, uh, I've always the, – the, the, thing, the, thing, the concerns I had for Haney going into the fight are the still concerns I have after the fight. I never felt like he was the best young fighter to Ennis, and I think Teal is the guy that get, should definitely get the most credit because he's, he's earned the most, but the guy that I have, I would – say I believe has, is the best overall when year, as the years go by will be Boots Ennis because he's the guy where we saw when he fought um what's his name Lipinitz right where you know you're talking a former world champion like Linares but he's durable too never been stopped Boots Ennis looked like he shouldn't have been in the ring with him you know so when we talk about Devin and people are praising people. People prop up Devin more than they talk about Boots. Boots doesn't even get talked about that much. So when when I hear people prop up Devin, I'm expecting Devin to put on performances like Boots Ennis or other guys like Tia. That's why with Devin, I'm like, yes, he's talented. I'm not saying he's not, you know, good or this and that. I just don't put him at the highest level of these young fighters coming up yet. He's gonna have to show me more, and those are the reasons why. No, I'm with you, man. You're right. A lot of people don't talk about Boots, uh, and he did. You know, that's the yeah. guy that you've been talking about for a while. But uh, he did show uh, that limpness that he's, you know, he's up there and he should be mentioned. But, yeah, Shakur hey, Stevens, and he showed up. Real quick, Willa, I just want to say, Simon always want to ask for credit and stuff like that. I tip my cap and give a bow and applause to the stuff that he was just saying right now when it comes to, you know, things other than boxing as far as the media bullshit that we were talking about earlier that I didn't want to get too much into because we already know what it is. But, yeah, Brian, you always want your credit. You got it. Don't ask for it again. <laughs> All right. Cool, man. Hey, well, uh, before we get out of here real quick, just shout out to Lonito Denier getting his, uh, what was he at? Uh, what are they shooting at? They're at 100 and I don't know what the hell he's at. But he's 38-year-old champion. Beating up uh, after doing a twenty year yeah. career in boxing, doing his thing, and Nito's doing Pac Man like things out here. Shout out to him; he's a champion again. You know, he's one of the best, best of our era for sure. Even he's the guy that he was on top for a little bit, took a couple of L's, fell off, but he, you know he's back. Yo, okay. So let's put a little well, lot of respect on his name, man. Yo, you sound like you're ready to get out of here, but there's big news about Pacquiao Spence. I don't know if you want to talk about it or not. Like, if you got to go, brother, i take the stick. Because yeah. since we got everybody on it right now, we got to talk about that shit, man. JP brought it up in the infamous group chat with us all. And I well, feel like 
unless y'all trying to get out of here, we could save it for another day. But yeah, man, hey, we got an hour and thirty though. We are we at about an hour and fifteen. We got a couple of minutes, but you know, I didn't really think we got we got plenty of time to talk about that. You know, it's Sunday. Uh, I got to get a I got a barbecue, man. I'm I don't know. Hungry. Y'all got dishes to do. I had my my, no. my micro. I had my phone on mute when the woman was washing mine. So, um, yeah. yeah. Hey, but I mean, you can definitely <laughs> take over, man. Uh, I think my man Sam dropped off. I know JP wants to talk about it, but we got. I think we got plenty of time. We don't want to rush it. Well, we want to talk yeah, a lot yeah. about it. Uh, Josh actually hit me up right now on Twitter too, so I was about to hit up JC and see. I I think he was asking if we were on right now. Um. But shit, I know you've done a great job hosting Will. I don't want to step on toes or nothing like that. But I was just saying, yo, that was kind of unexpected news that it happened. What when it happened, JP? Like Thursday or Wednesday or something like that during the week. I was uh, just randomly scrolling and seeing Manny Pacquiao posted a fight that him and uh, Earl Spence has been announced, or at least they got the posters made or whatever for it. Um, but yeah, man. This is a real good question. I've been like, I tried to talk to my boys about it yesterday, but they're not really boxing heads like that, just casual. So it really didn't have the same kind of um, feedback that I guess I would want to get from some real boxing heads, such as Willa, such as JP. But um, Pacquiao's in a crazy fight right now. If he happens to win this fight somehow, some way, I don't think he will. That's just me personally. But where the fuck do we put Pacquiao in the rankings? Because, you know, he didn't beat Floyd when he fought Floyd, but the opposition he's been fighting as since Adrian Broner, then Keith Thurman, like, for a guy as old as he is fighting top opposition like that, I think it has to boost him somewhere inside the top five all time if he already isn't there, then I guess you would move him to top three or something. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying that's me, but I'm just saying if Pacquiao somehow wins this fight, where the fuck do we put him at in the rankings all time? Because to be 43 years old fighting arguably the best welterweight in the game today who's a fucking machine who proved himself against Danny Garcia after a horrific car accident where he had, you know, multiple head injuries and things of that nature. For him to be a complete machine and put it on Danny the way he did to go at Manny, I think this has high possibility of being, you know, you see your heroes go out the wrong way. Tom Brady's last play in New England was an interception, pick six to the house. You know, you see your heroes go out in a way you don't want to see them go out. And I think it's highly plausible that Manny Pacquiao is going to look up at the lights for a 10-second 10. Um, that might change, you know, judging on how training camps go, but for right now that's where I'm at. Um, but yeah, if he does happen to win that fight, where's that put him overall pound for pound? Like, I mean, just overall legacy wise, he can't be above Floyd because Floyd taxed him, but still, I, I don't know. I just thought it was a good question that, um, I was talking about yesterday and the day before and the day before that. Hey, quickly, Will, I know you got to get out of here, but right now, Manny Pacquiao is already ahead of Floyd all time. I think the only question really? is... Definitely, JP, yeah. Seventy. Like, JP, I feel you on that, bro. But how would you like mm-hmm. tell that to someone who wouldn't understand it? Because I see what you're saying, but you know, boxing math well, doesn't work. But I don't know how would right. you. Right. It's a difference that. in all time, 
in era. Uh, you can argue that Floyd Mayweather could be greater in the same era as Manny Pacquiao because he beat him. But um, all time, if you're just calculating wins and who they were against and what Manny has continued to do, even without this fight, Manny Pacquiao is probably cracking the top ten. Where Mayweather, you know, even with the undefeated record, you know, we're just, you know, most people have him in, you know, somewhere around 15 to 20. Manny Pacquiao with the 70-plus fights is like one of the last, if probably the last we'll ever see to do something like this. So he's truly a living legend, man. And um, taking on this this type of opponent at this stage of his career, I I, I don't know what more needs to be said. If you want to speculate, hey, Manny's been gone out of sport around two years, something like that. Hey, that's a cycle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, let's we talk about the. A, let's not let's little, not forget. There's rumors that uh, if he doesn't that that the drug testing is something in question. That uh, you know, those are just rumors. I don't know if that's true or not, but those are rumors I'm hearing that if they got to do a body, yeah, that he might not come. But yeah, well, man. Hey, we got well, to shout out here, Pac. We gonna end it like this. Hey, if Pac-Man wins, I'm gonna put him over Floyd. Not as the best. Floyd is still the best. But if Pac-Man wins this, he would be definitely the greatest. Uh, I mean, we can't. He's done. He he just done more. His career has been greater. Now he wasn't the best, but his career has been greater, man. But hey, we're gonna definitely now, talk about now. this. We got the Fury. We got Floyd Mayweather fighting uh fighting uh the one of those Paul brothers. We got uh Chad Johnson fighting somebody. We got a lot to talk about, man. So we're gonna make sure we we're, we're here on Wednesday. And we're going to uh, break a little bit this more down, man. Uh, I got barbecuing to do, man. So, And I know R.C. all of a sudden he got time today. We don't want to hear it. We don't want to hear it today, R.C. Mm-hmm. We don't want to hear it. Ain't nothing new in the revenue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ain't nothing new. Somebody must be babysitting, <laughs> taking uh, taking time off his hands, man. But, yeah, man, we want to no, appreciate yeah, you guys. Wednesday. Let's get it Wednesday, though. I'm with that. Yeah, we'll definitely get a Wednesday. It's, it's it's actually, you know, speaking of Floyd, he's fighting next week, man. So let's get that uh, look at that. Got Charlo's coming up, man. We got a lot. We got a little boxing boxing to talk about, man. But until then, I want everybody to keep it real. Hey, only call racist racist. Don't call non-racist racist because then you look like an idiot. And uh, we'll be and back. And also, everybody have a good Memorial Day weekend. Yes, sir. Shout out to those that, that lost their lives, man. We'll see y'all next time. It's the Outsiders Boxing Podcast. We out of here. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.